Hello and welcome to the Nocturnal Podcast with me, Kyle Livingston. Every week I'm going to be bringing along a different friend or guest to speak to me and to you about their internal universe, their mind, their reality and, and how they live every day. Um, it's been a long time coming me recording this first episode and I tell you, I cannot get the fucking intro right. I don't know how I want the intro, I don't know what the right intro is, so I've decided that this is the right intro and, and if you're hearing it then Ed and Kyle has also decided this is the right intro. Kyle just now almost just went to stop the recording in case it wasn't. Yeah, I questioned whether making this uh, a big deal with fantastic sound effects behind me and, and, and some nice echo on my voice to say welcome. And then I thought, well, maybe not. I want this podcast to be uh, something personal between me and, and you, the listener. Uh and so why the fuck not? If you're already bored within these first few minutes, then these podcasts probably aren't for you. A lot of it is, is, is I was about to say rambling. Maybe that's uh, denouncing uh, what I speak about. A lot of it seems like rambling, but some people get some meaning out of it. And so I've been told, start a YouTube channel, do this, do that. Podcast is the way to go. I used to do a radio show called Nocturnal. So uh, it's the natural thing to do. Also, like, I wank over Duncan Trussell's Family Hour podcast. Uh, and if you haven't listened to it, you 100% should. But anyway, in today's episode, we have got one of my very closest friends, Mr. Matthew Bartholomew. I, I, I don't even know where to begin with Matt. So I've been planning to start this podcast uh, probably since last summer. Uh and by the time December, Christmas came around, I'd done enough growth that I decided that I was going to do it. I was going to start the podcast and record my first episode. Uh, and I was going to have one of my closest friends, Matt, to come on and, and speak about our acid trips and, and all the wonderful worlds we've seen and experiences that we've shared. Uh, but alas, that was not meant to happen. And Matt actually had a psychotic break. Uh, and, and so that's what this podcast is all about today is about his psychotic break. So I'm very thankful that Matt can be here uh, to come and speak to, to us on the podcast. Before I do start the podcast, I just want to say that we do speak about acid and about weed. Uh, and whilst I'm not saying that you should take these substances, I'm saying that if you choose to do it, then you should be doing it responsibly. Do your research on them uh, and, and take into consideration set and setting as well. Um, as much as I seem dismissive saying that, uh, I'm, I'm dismissive because I don't want that to be in the first few minutes of this episode. However, I, I know it's got to be. And I, honestly, I, I do not believe in, in what I just said more. You really need to practice responsibility with these substances. So welcome to the Nocturnal Podcast and please give a big welcome to our first ever guest, Mr. Matthew Bartholomew. <laughs> Oh, fair. That's, that's, that's easier. Yeah. 
Okay, well, Matt, hello, and welcome to the Nocturnal Podcast. Oh, hi, Kyle. <laughs> How are you? Oh, doing decent. Good. Living in France for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, after my, my psychotic episode. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we can we can we can delve into it. Um, see, the thing is, there's what's actually happened, and then there was like what was in my head. Yeah. Okay. See when so. Wait, will we tell like the lead up of the story? What happened like weeks prior? Oh yeah, I guess. Um, so like in general, um, me and Matt, and I've already explained some of this in the intro. Um. Mm. Me and Matt, very close friends. I think we've only known each other for like over just a year, maybe coming up for two. Yeah, we've known each other properly for like about a year, yeah. Yeah, um, and me and Matt have traversed the, the worlds of acids together and Matt showed mm-hmm. me, uh, I mean, a lot of what I know. Um, yeah, I was your guide and then yeah. you guided other people, but... yeah. I was your original guide into the into this world. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, it wasn't your first trip, but I think. Well, like in you really, it, yeah. it wasn't my first trip, but it, it was my second. But you really like woke me up to myself and like the potential okay. of myself and mm-hmm. like that spiritual side of things. I yep. mean, you are very. I mean, we could sit for hours and speak about spiritual shit, right? <laughs> yeah. um so we had so like a few weeks before your what what are we calling it a psychotic breakdown uh some yeah a psychotic break okay would be the the correct term i think uh in french this they called it an an acute psychotic episode okay um so obviously i don't have psychosis to the same point as you where i don't have it every day Mm -hmm. i didn't have it every day um until i stopped cannabis and then the psychosis kind of started. Mm. And so you had stopped smoking because you were doing transcendental meditation, right? Well, I <clears throat> basically, I looked into transcendental meditation as a means of uh, getting into know my real self, my true self, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from what I'd heard from, for example, Russell Brand and David Lynch and, you know, whatever other guru I found Mm. Um, basically the idea is that you go to your innermost self and you you reconnect with pure consciousness okay Um, collective consciousness can it can also be called Um, and so I was like ready to 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 have at it and stuff, and then for some reason I I did think to mention, oh by the way, I smoke a lot of cannabis. Is this an issue? Mm. They're like, well, uh, let's put you in in like a three weeks, and uh, <laughs> you you need to be you need to have stopped smoking two weeks prior because it, it, like that's how long it takes to get out of your system basically. Mm-hmm. And so. I mean, I warned my flatmates, well, flatmate, but very, I mean, I knew this would happen, so I did warn them. I was getting very, very hyper, and I was talking a lot, a lot, and I was, you know, not ranting all the time, but I could get into rants if I wasn't, like, down to earth enough. Uh, But I was was making a lot of sense. Do you think it was just, like, um, 
I don't know, just when you feel that that source of inspiration just speaking through you almost. Yeah, it was like the universe was speaking through me. Hmm. And that I felt that. And obviously I believe in um the fact that we also we are all manifestations of this universe. Mm-hmm. And uh that we all speak in turn basically. Um and if you follow the signs then they will take you places i guess <laughs> yeah i agree with that agree. Mm. so you 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 started the the trans um, man i always yeah. <laughs> just say tm man yeah. tm so you started the tm and you'd stop smoking uh weed and mm-hmm. uh i don't know and i wouldn't have it called it psychosis straight oh, right oh no i wasn't i wasn't psychotic properly until until later i mean you you didn't see my my psychosis to be yeah. honest yeah. as far as i know like i started the psychosis really started on the day that i left in that in that episode what was happening was or what i could notice was the fact that um certain letters are the being the beginnings of names would be would mean that you're on a certain scale of um either a clean slate so if you're a you're a clean slate and if you're past l then you're uh you you're 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 turning into either an angel or a demon i guess and you're closer to your spiritual self uh so for example um you're a k Mm So you're 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 in that transitional period. Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking rough, man. Yeah, and then there's uh there's Jules, mm-hmm. who was uh obviously um a bit more, a bit less transitional than you, but uh in in undergoing that transition also, and then you have Tom, who's way past the transition. And to me, a mm-hmm. lot of Toms are angels, mm-hmm. and I had that a really weird like coincidence i mean you could call it coincidence i call it serendipity but um basically i phoned my friend tom lepage and he was he was with some other tom Mm -hmm. and at the same time there was thomas williamson and uh and thomas hudson in my flat yeah our, our two friends here and it was like the four toms I was kind of trying to figure out um, where the next Tom was going to come from. Mm. And that morning when uh, I went to do my COVID test, uh, basically the guy said, oh, can you be done in two minutes? I said, yes. I should have said, oh, uh, maybe I'll take three or four. And so they left without me. And so I eventually got a taxi to the place. And uh, when I got my taxi, he was called Tom, which I figured out later when we were chatting, like because the it was all a mess but anyway yeah yeah <laughs> so he came, he came up as like the fifth tom within the those 24 hours or something like that mm-hmm. uh or the seventh tom which are obviously prime numbers and that was a really strong one for me because um he really i put myself in his, in his care in a certain sense and he just decided to take care of me and he you know he he, he turned the, the meter off and everything and even though i was in his taxi for at least like an hour or more mm. and he even like turned down and uh turned down a, another run and stuff 
and I so um, we just we just sat chatting with him and yeah we were i was just like giving him his own time mm. and within his own time he decided to to stay with me and so that's why i gave him a, a symbolic i mean i had no idea how much it would have been worth but uh, I, I gave him a symbolic 30 pounds mm. uh, at the end of it because i was like man you 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 made my day mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah that was uh that was tom i don't know he never gave me his surname to be honest but I was the I think that was the seventh Tom because I was also talking to him and uh, anyway, a lot of Toms in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, then what was that? Was that the same day that you went back to France? Yeah, basically that was the day we were leaving. So we was trying to get this COVID test, and obviously I arrived with the taxi and they're like, "Oh no, you can't come in. You need to take a an appointment." I was like. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to take it, and uh, and then I managed to phone on phone the 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 helpline, and they they managed to get me an appointment. Um, and that guy was really nice too, and just had a you know I was just having full conversations with people mm. instead of you know do this for me. Yeah, and and you know we just had like I, I spoke to to this guy's kid because this guy was obviously working from home as a helpline. And uh, and the, the kid kept making noise. I was like, I was like, calm down, whatever Vincent or whatever his name was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he, he, the kid heard me and he he shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so so basically, this guy, uh, this taxi is is waiting for me uh, to be finished on the phone. He's just pulled over next to the place, and then he'll be. We go and find a bank, and I take out money, um, and I call my dad before that because I didn't have enough money or whatever, and uh, just what happened was uh, he just kind of like gave up this other run, and he figured out that by the time I was done t- like the whole taking out the money out, basically, uh, uh, we like it was time to go back basically, mm. so um, we went back. And wait back where? To the COVID testing place uh, next to Presswick Airport, and um, they give they give me the all the test stuff, and it's taking a while. We're in a queue of cars, and uh, they're kind of looking inside to see if I'm what I'm doing, or whatever. And I just you know I, I just decide oh, I'm just gonna I've done this test before, so I just did it myself, and then I was like. Com- like they saw me doing it so obviously they just let me do my thing mm. and then uh they then we just drove home and uh gave him his uh his symbolic 30 pounds mm. um and uh then from then on we i was just like getting ready to to leave obviously i forgot a lot of shit but i i did remember all my clothes mm. except for uh i didn't take enough underwear and enough shoes but yeah i mean i had enough shoes it's just i'm a i'm a, I'm a fussy you know me and my color coordination <laughs> <laughs> yeah true <laughs> would you uh would you have described like the full day as as the full experience itself or would you say that there was like smaller experiences throughout the day i mean from that point on i put my trust in the universe yeah which was really interesting as an experience. So then I've just like basically put my trust into Jules and Thomas. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and the whole the rest of the universe. And we we ended up stopping like once again serendipity. We stop at the exact same like <laughs> uh, petrol station that we had on on the way there, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. We got there like with an hour to spare or something. And I did my call with my teacher because I wasn't done with my teaching of a uh, TM yet and whatever. Rearranged my stones. <laughs> I, I I remember you phoned me after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after speaking with your teacher and, and you'd shown me your rearranging of the stones. Maybe you hadn't phoned mm-hmm. me. Maybe I think it was just Snapchat videos. Yeah, maybe it was just um, Snapchat. Yeah. But you were in your room on the boat. Mm. And, <clears throat> and I remember being like, Something's up with Matt, but I don't think it's serious. Yeah. Uh, I was like, at that point, I could tell, I don't know, you seemed, like, energetic. And yep. I won't use the word obsessive, but you weren't obsessed. It was, like, mm. just a non-stop, like... Yeah. Um, I was on the ball. Like, firing, yeah. Yeah. Um... You told me that you, you'd picked up the vibe of uh, me being the Buddha. Yeah, so, like, I I mean, I've already said that before um, mm-hmm. in general, but I don't think I'd ever told you until then on on, uh, on Snapchat, man. Yeah. Um, But, like, obviously, when taking LSD and, and mm-hmm. you're the person that's familiar with it more than me. Yeah. Starting off, I was, like... This guy's the Buddha. This guy fucking knows the universe. What the fuck? Big Buddha cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always just been like, no, yeah, Matt's like, Matt is my big cuddly fucking Buddha. Um, And I think I'd said it to you that night. But you know what's strange about that is I still don't know what triggered that, like, thought. Hmm. I have no idea how I figured out that I was the Buddha. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that had been the Buddha, sorry. So then, um, when did you when did you figure that out? What, when did that come to you? Let me let me get the message. So I was I just I said this to my teacher. Uh, okay, so fifteenth of December, day I'm leaving, at eleven forty seven. Uh, obviously, take this as you will, but if you but if if you on the call later. Um, I guess I, I messed up there. On the call later, you will be talking to the Buddha. And who, who did you send that to? My teacher. And what did they say? Uh, uh, he basically then he was like, "Are oh, you?" Uh, then later on, uh, "Are you good for the call now?" Or whatever. I don't know. He didn't really like take it into account. Okay. I'm trying to find it again. I've lost it. Yeah, like, six hours later, he's like, are you okay for the call now? Obviously, he didn't seem shocked, but we didn't really talk about what I said about the Buddha. Okay. We just had, like, a, you know, a teacher to 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 student, kind of just the conversation we were supposed to have. Mm-hmm. But he left me with, uh, he just said, Jai Gurudev, mm-hmm. which I have no idea what that means. But uh, basically, it, it spurred my. I had a mantra transition. Okay. From from anger, 
to uh, that word I just said that I'm not really supposed to repeat because it's an internal, it's an internal sound, and um, but like he left me with it, and I think I think he knew what he was doing, mm. because I obviously like it struck a chord with me. So then, that day was the beginning. Yeah. What then led to you uh, going to hospital? Well, basically, I arrived home and I started tidying shit. Because mm-hmm. my dad's a hoarder. Okay. My dad's a heady hoarder and I was sick of his energies, like, affecting the place. Mm. So I just started tidying shit. Uh, from then on, uh, what did I do? I don't, I don't really remember much of it. Like... Mm. It, it all kind of molds together. Uh, I I cleared uh, the the kilts, uh, well not the kilt but like the the kilt accessories. I cleared them from the drawer they were in, and I re I, like I rearranged and I retidied and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's like what's the next thing that you then remember, like, fully like being fully aware? Oh, so um. I was on the phone with my best friend on the, on this planet Anatole Saita <laughs> and uh he is um he's a he's a kiwi he's from uh, New Zealand mm. and so what i felt like was happening was we were repolarizing the energies of this okay. planet okay um and he was wait what what does that look like what does that entail <sighs> Basically, we were reconnecting and resetting the energies. Um, And so, I don't know, I was talking to him whilst I was, you know, getting ready to go outside. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was, uh, I said, I rolled a joint. Mm -hmm. And I transcended in front of him. Okay. Which was quick. It's kind of like an exercise that, you know, you're not really supposed to do it. Transcendence is supposed to be a private thing and stuff. But I was just. What does transcendence uh, entail for you? Like, what does what does that feel like to transcend? Um. Well, when I was on the phone to him, it was like. I have transcended. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know this because, well, I'm God. But I want you to know that it's okay because we're all God. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever I said after that. I just remember that very clearly. Um, and yeah, I get like shivers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and basically, I was trying to explain to him that everything in this life does have a purpose. And the shit that he's been through in his life, it, there's a reason. Like, like post, he, I, I believe it's to do with the intergenerational trauma. Mm. And um, the fact that his dad is like the polar opposite of his mum, so his mum's like a really caring woman, um, and uh, you know, she's I've always like felt a really nice connection to this to this woman, and she she's she's the New Zealand side, mm-hmm. and his dad is like the toxic masculine like French side, mm-hmm. and like one day when they were having a conversation about. Um, why he, why he wanted to have kids he said oh to transmit my knowledge mm. <laughs> so yeah i don't i, I don't favor his dad very much 
yeah, so um, I think. So you were on I, the phone with him and you transcended? Yeah, I transcended. And basically, then we just went on from there. And he was like, so if you're God, then. Uh, then. You really need to fix this shit. You really need to, to, to like. And, like, he was kind of like. He gave me my life lessons that I needed at that moment. And. Yeah, that was just my phone. I'll, I'll put it on airplane. <laughs> Matt is left to go. Hello. Hello. Yeah, that was that was dumb. <laughs> I was like, yeah. airplane mode, yes. <laughs> this makes like, sense. Oh no, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know if it, it was linked. But was uh, he gone? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so what was I saying? Uh, just like basically, he gave me two lessons. Um, oh, yeah. which were uh, write down aggressivity mm-hmm. to to tidy it basically, and that kind of I related to that because I obviously write raps, um, mm-hmm. and sometimes I have done that before, and he said all good art comes from conflict, mm-hmm. and you know, I knew this but it, it was really well said, and uh, I wrote it down. I also uh, just. To finish on that, I, I I felt like I was Sid Barrett trying to break through the bar- the barrier of acid. Um, <laughs> and if you look at the music video we made for Jules last year, it kind of you, you kind of see that. Um, <laughs> and um, basically, um, what was it? Uh, he told me to listen to like two Pink Floyd songs specifically mm-hmm. uh, before going to sleep. Which ones? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Breathe. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the other one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So yeah, Hospital. <laughs> yeah. Hospital was a, f- a strange one. Because I arrived still on my like higher spirituality shit. Mm-hmm. So I still believed that, you know, I was the, the chosen one. Mm. Which I mean... Which, like, so this is... I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't, but, like... Yeah, this is where the fine line is with with Mm. the idea of spirituality and and what Mm -hmm. you're speaking about, is that, like, you can believe this stuff and still act sane in the world. Yeah. Like, this isn't new stuff to you that that you had this experience and you've mm-hmm. come out with this is stuff that you've already been familiar with exactly which you know if, if you didn't have the word psychotic break linked to it it wouldn't sound like crazy shit yeah because we are all essentially the chosen ones right and, and exactly we are all manifestations of god mm-hmm. it's just to the I, I, I don't even know like what wording to use. I was about to say to the degree that you practice that, but I don't even think that. I mean, basically I was reconnecting to my spirituality mm. because I'd kind of lost the, the feel of it for ages and ages. And I mean, I was never very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm more spiritual now than I was before. But mm. like... I believed I had the the prana, the life force, and that I was the next avatar, basically, <laughs> and that I could like 
control the weather, not the weather, but like, I don't know, it's just like, I believe that, that my dad was God, and that he, he controlled everything from his computer and shit, that has like, that's really funny, because uh, there's a film that, that, that does exactly that, and I think I, from then on, and you, you can kind of witness the break between, uh, like, witnessing stuff and 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 taking it as signs from the universe to like basically wait a minute this guy's not exactly on earth is he mm, <laughs> and he needs to come down a bit <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know um what was good about the mental hospital is that there were i met especially two two guys uh that were like are now still like my friends and uh, we kind of, we kind of all pushed to each other in the right direction. Um, so like for example, one of these guys, he was Jewish, so he was really into his faith, but he was really interested in in what I had to say about faith, mm-hmm. and I was really interested in what in what he had to say about faith, and so like he he taught me stuff, and I taught and and I taught him what I knew, and like we kind of. Yeah, pushed each other into the right direction, mm-hmm. which was cool. Right. Um, and then there's also like you know, meeting people that aren't going in the right direction and knowing to stay away from them, mm. which can take a while, especially when you're like stuck in a ward with them. Mm. <laughs> so like cool. it it takes things like not giving them cigarettes and you know. Mm not being the, the 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 almighty giver to everyone of like the cigarettes yeah, even though them, yeah. yeah i mean basically these people had their own issues and i had to i had to 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 to, to remember that i was in there to take care of mine yeah. and not anyone else's because i was trying to take care of everyone else's in my life mm. and that's where I, that's why i was like tidying the everything like especially the kilt stuff and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah like I don't know. I've always felt a strong connection to my Scottish heritage, and I think that's where spirituality can like be bled back in. But it's funny because there is no trace, mm. apart from like you know Celtic knots and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no real trace in Scotland of of spirituality. Yeah, but I, I can f- feel it. Yeah, you know I, what I mean, I, I I know what you mean, um, and. I mean, you hear the stories about the fairies, and there was like, mm-hmm. there's this old Celtic druid story about there's there's this place on the west coast that you can go, and mm-hmm. it's a portal to another land. They describe it as, and you could go there okay. in this other land. You could be there for five months, uh, and then come back, and you're in the same moment that you were in when you you got to that place, which is all quite psychedelic dimension uh, mm-hmm. you know spiritual shit <laughs> yeah um, but I think a lot of it got uh, or like a, it, there's not a much history of it because it got it got wiped out uh, yeah. before it like got into rain history yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's something that's a shame like Scotland was invaded by everyone <laughs> but like I feel a deep connection to um, even like uh, Viking, mm-hmm. Viking gods and Viking spirituality, mm. 
which is really interesting because when I watch the series, sorry, I'm I'm laughing. <laughs> I was laughing because as a child I was obsessed with mythology as well, <laughs> and I've oh, just I, put the I've, two always <laughs> I've, I've always loved mythology. I've always loved mythology. Uh, but like yeah. when I watched Vikings, there was something real about that, mm. where like they they really treated it seriously, mm. and not like as oh the gods on the Olympus and you know I mean I, I'm not that I'm against Roman, the Roman vision of of uh, you know deities, yeah. but uh, well, <sighs> very egotistical. Yeah, um, I, I'm reading a, a book just now uh, mm -hmm. about shamanism. And yeah, it speaks about uh, the fall of humanity into civilization, and and then mm -hmm. that's where the idea of gods came from. Mm -hmm. um, I read something else as well about the the attachment of ego onto gods, and and I don't know the issue with Greek and and, and Roman gods is like the yeah that attachment of of humanness to them. Zeus comes down and fucks all the Greek women, and you know exactly uh, stories. And then you have semi-gods, yeah, <laughs> demigods, yeah. or whatever you call yeah, them. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I, I keep cutting. No, that's out. fine. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? So um, Vikings. basically, yeah, Vikings. Like when I watched Ragnar Lothbrok, uh, like like go see the the shaman of the of the village and be like having to, to to whatever lick his hand or some shit to take whatever whatever they were taking to get into ceremonial like high or whatever mm. uh like there's a whole thing there of like i don't know odin is supposed to be represented by the crow i think Okay. And uh, as his as his human manifestation, he's like a rambler that that comes and asks uh, for shelter, basically. Mm. And so, I don't know. I just felt like that was mo much more real than you know, already you know, attributing one god to one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a problem with monotheism. Uh, the fact that if we had a god, she'd probably be a goddess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, you know, I mean, because you know, females can have the power to give life. Yeah. yeah. Males are just there to destroy life all the time. Like, I mean, you know what I mean. Well, I don't yeah. have to explain this shit. History like, has like, provided like, all of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> The only reason yeah. humans are still here because of women. <laughs> exactly. And the only reason like, they wouldn't be is because of man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just a second. I'm just getting vape juice. Just a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Like, there is an, an episode of the Vikings where... They all go on like the spiritual retreat and they all take shrooms. Hmm. And you know that's very like Hello, psychedelics already existed back then. <laughs> yeah, I I've actually I've got a really good book by Graham Hancock, uh mm -hmm. called Supernatural. And it's okay. all about that idea of uh 
Neolithic people taking these psychedelic mushrooms and, and going into caves and making cave art and, and worshipping in the first religions on Earth. So You know, if you're you know what would actually be more... I mean, obviously, psychedelics would play on that. Hmm. But um, you can even start with alcohol. Hmm. To me, alcohol is the first key to unlocking your conscience because... You feel it moving, you know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's that altered state. But I don't know, because um, people would have found mushrooms far before alcohol, right? Well, you think that, but the thing is, um, fruit naturally ferments down to alcohol. Hmm. So if you're hmm. eating fruit off the ground rather than going to pick it from the tree, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, it's kind of the egg and the chicken. Like, yeah. you, you, I mean, obviously they, they might have tried psychedelics first, but like if an apple falls from a tree and you let it ferment, then it, it becomes yeah, like true. alcoholic. Hmm. And so from then on, you're, you're less able <laughs> to go hunt and you want to, yeah. you want to settle down somewhere, man. <laughs> have another cold one with the boys. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I don't know where we got in your in your story, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. Just like in general, like I wouldn't. Uh, you can't really say one thing about a whole month in hospital. In hospital. Yeah. But like, just what ha- what happened to me was, I learned that how to like come back down to earth, <laughs> and uh, then from then on, basically, uh, how to. Like take care of myself rather than trying to take care of everyone else. But do you think that's what sent you into this episode? Yeah, I was just I was trying to take care of my like all the issues of my family, disregarding my my vessel. Because mm-hmm. obviously, I do believe in the fact that we can achieve higher states of consciousness, mm-hmm. but. Um, you need to be doing it whilst taking care of your vessel because your vessel is the only way that you can achieve these higher states of consciousness. And I wasn't sleeping, for example, which is a first sign of uh, something's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. Um, when you said that to me the other night when we were on the phone... Um, it was the first time we'd spoken since uh, since everything that happened. Um, yeah, yeah. And you'd said that about the vessel. And that made me very conscious of how mm-hmm. I've been treating my vessel. <laughs> um, yeah, see, that's why I kind of like weed. I mean, I'm not saying that I need to go back to weed right now because it, it did me a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like appreciating the break and stuff. Mm-hmm. And having a clear conscience and, you know, not just not being dumbed down all the time by it. But, um... Like, what was I saying? Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> just like came I'm on weed now. <laughs> yeah, you just came out with that's why I really like weed. But that matches what I was about to say, so it's perfect. Um, oh, yeah, because no, it, rem- it reminds you to take care of your vessel. That's what I was going to say. Weed, like the fact that you get you get the munchies, you, you get cotton mouth. Oh, get... yeah, that's kind of true. Like, I, when I'm on weed, I can't be letting myself like be thirsty. Or I can't be letting myself go hungry. Like, it just doesn't happen. See, like, I I, I do those practices anyway. Like, in mm-hmm. sober life. So then, mm. 
when I smoke, it's no, it's no better. It's just another distraction. So like the the months before Christmas for me was mm-hmm. pretty much disregarding my vessel, mm-hmm. keeping up my marijuana intake. Um, <laughs> and and that was about it <laughs> like surviving obviously but <laughs> mm. uh and it was i i got back for christmas back to my mom's and i was like i don't know i i was like i knew that i needed a change obviously like you mm. know when you need to fucking fix your game yeah um i knew i needed to fix my game i got back to my mom's and i was kind of getting there that gave me like a refresh and then went mm-hmm. back in air this is me like I've, I've managed to get strict with myself again it's not even that's good not even strict but like i'm i'm mummying myself exactly we all need a mum in our lives mm-hmm. i've been uh doing the stretches that you taught me i think on our first trip together oh um, yeah I, I was, was going to say, when did I do that, huh? <laughs> I, you know, I only needed taught it that once, and I remember yeah. every single one. Um, that, was, that was one thing I was talking about when I was, you know, on my higher states of consciousness before the psychotic break, <laughs> is the fact that if you're actually having a conversation with someone, and you're fully present in the moment, uh, then you will remember it somewhere in your brain, for the rest of your life whereas if, if you're being distracted the whole time whatever then you won't remember what you, like see if you're on your phone or wherever yeah you won't be uh, having a full conversation with someone you'll be having a two full com- mm. two half conversations with two people yeah or whatever it's and true. and so like when you're on acid you, you are like kind of you have to be fully there it just kind of forces you to be fully there and i think that's a that's like a a big life lesson for me was to be like I can be fully there but without psychedelics mm-hmm. and without weed yeah like I can be fully present it just you know it takes you know concentration and uh, taking care of yourself and obviously the TM is helping me do that yeah um by the way I need to do another one today mm. I've I've started reading um the book Oh, the book. No, one of the books, I guess. Uh, about it's called Transcendence. Basically, mm-hmm. started reading it today, and uh, I don't know. It's really good to be reading something that like I can relate to, mm. but also like something that that's gonna educate me on uh, properly mm-hmm. uh, on this type of meditation that I do. And it's really mm-hmm. fu- like interesting to see um, how much TM can help people. Mm. I mean, my granddad was the first person to be, uh, he, he got recommended this book by one of my teachers. Um, and then he, um, he basically started reading it and was telling me all about how it can help people with ADD and depression, mm-hmm. uh, seasonal affective disorder, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like people with PTSD and stuff. And now I'm starting to read into it and it's actually really cool mm. to see that this meditation thing, which is, uh, can be described as, an, as a, a, a very natural meditation. You're, you're going back to your true self, mm-hmm. to your inner self, 
but um, it's very cool to see that it can actually be like extremely beneficial to people who have like trauma or mental health issues mm. like um, even uh, attention deficit disorder I'm not sure I said that already or not but yeah like so see when when you do TM mm-hmm. what are you experiencing because I believe it's similar to shamanism in the way that mm-hmm. you're, you're accessing uh, like an altered state of consciousness or, or a higher state not altered by substance <sighs> I don't think it's a higher state of consciousness. I think it's. Um, or are you saying it's, it's a, like it's, a, it's the collective consciousness? Well, basically, it's been described as. As what would you say? What do you call it? Um, a separate state of consciousness. Okay. It, it's re- it's restful alertness or whatever you call it. Okay. And so basically you're you're giving your 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 body a reset mm-hmm. you're giving your nervous system a reset um and uh what that goes to is the fact that we all naturally need rest mm-hmm. uh but you know you can get rest through sleep but this can be more beneficial to you if you do a full one it can be more beneficial to you than than like a, a nap if you're doing it regularly and you're uh, you're you're keeping that uptake up, uh, you you know you're taking you're doing it like twice a day as you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it, your body and your mind are taking care of themselves together, uh, and you're they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I would put it. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of stuff where I can't really delve into too much detail because I'm not I'm not a teacher, you know. Yeah. But um. I don't know. Uh, I'm not doing a full one yet. I'm only going ten minutes for now, and uh, it's supposed to be twenty minutes for the full thing. Mm. Where it's like t- ten minutes in, and then ten ten minutes back out. If you know what I mean, to okay. ascend and de- to descend and ascend. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like I'm already feeling like refreshed, mm. or like renewed in a in a way after after I do my TM mm-hmm. uh, and I definitely feel like it's helping me get there and obviously I'm not doing f- a full TM yet and I'm sure that the day that I start doing it like fully is going to help me but also my teacher knows me and he knows I have like an addictive personality and um, he's just been trying to keep me like in check and he's like yeah you need to be doing 10 minutes maximum mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think we're we're both quite similar there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I found myself recently. Uh, this past week, I've been obsessed with quantum physics, okay. and for two days, I've sat trying to work out the relation between physical matter and non-physical matter, and how quantum physics can solve that. And like, I'm a man in his bedroom on a laptop. Quantum mm-hmm. physicists can't work this shit out, <laughs> uh, yeah. and I'm sat there. But like, I can't shit on it too much. I, like, I'm getting a lot of information in, uh, and I'm I'm just working out shit that currently yeah. is out of my reach. And sadly, I go head first. Yeah, I I'll send you the video of David Lynch explaining it. But um, 
uh, in quantum physics, there is this thing called the unified field. Mm-hmm. And that is like what all matter comes from. And it is not, it's nothing. Uh, it's like where, where, where the big, where the big bang came from kind of. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically he compares, uh, the, the, the unified field to, uh, uh like, um, what do you, you call it? Collective consciousness or, um, mm-hmm. um, what was the other one? Anyway, that. <laughs> like the source. Yeah. It's like, it's like where, where we all come from. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're doing TM, you're just naturally rejoining your, your state of calm mm. and, uh, you know, in, interior silence and, and stillness. So, so in in shamanism, um, what you do is you, you do this, I, I suppose it's a meditation, they call it hollowing out, where you okay. sit and funnily enough you hollow out your body, you hollow out uh, all your middle world thoughts, so you, like any like ego attached thought you, you've got to get rid of before you go, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the hardest fucking part obviously. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> you use your right hemisphere of your brain that links mm-hmm. to the imagination and creation, whereas the left yep. side is, is like the analytical side. Yep. So you you, uh, you just like allow the picture to be created in front of you and you keep going with it. And eventually it's like a lucid dream almost. Okay. Um, and it's really fucking cool shit. Like... Even if it is just uh, like my imagination that I've mm-hmm. experienced so far, like mm-hmm. I'd happily keep doing it and keep doing it to the point that I can control my imagination that well. Um, yeah. If that's what it is. Um, but it's like this idea of there's the lower world, middle world, upper world. This okay. is the middle world, which is the connection between the two. And the mm-hmm. upper world would be what what you you're speaking about which is like the the collective consciousness mm-hmm. and and the lower world is like uh the collect not collective consciousness like the energy of earth again mm-hmm. like you said I'm, I'm i'm not a teacher so i can't get like right mm-hmm. uh or perfect um but it's about accessing like mother earth's energy and okay I'm, I'm not allowed to touch any shamanism from the middle world or upper world yet. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're, you're just trying to reconnect with, with Earth's energies right now? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then the, the second part is connect with... Well, like, so you kind of connect with your, your soul mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, the idea is that you share that energy with the Earth anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and then there's the, the idea of spirit guides and, and spirit animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find it really interesting. Um, well, would you do you know what your spirit what your spirit animal is? Uh, well, I'm not like completely sure it is my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. But the one that I've like had the most connection with, and uh, the most interaction with is the eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, which in shamanism, like symbolism, uh, symbolizes like the the connection between uh, 
like the heavens and earth. You should watch his dark materials. Okay, let me write. I don't need to write that. I know his dark materials. His dark materials. It's um. I've heard about it before. It's it's based on a series of books by Philip Pullman, and it's about like uh, crossing the bridges between the worlds. Hmm. And uh, what is dark matter uh, and shit like that? You'd really love it. I've been watching it with my parents, and oh, okay. I think yeah, you'd yeah, really yeah. like it. And so the it's it's based on these books called the um, the Golden Compass and the Amber Spyglass and something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the idea is that there's this this world where people have demons, but their demons are it's like their spirit animal. Yeah. And it manifests, uh, like, as as, uh, the opposite of their gender. Um, And you don't, until puberty, it doesn't settle on on one shape. Hmm. And so, yeah. Um, I remember in the film, I mean, it's been years since I've seen it. Yeah, they made a film, but the series is a lot better. Yeah, I'll give Mm -hmm. it a watch. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, what did you remember? No, I was just saying I remember the the show. Mm. I think oh. it'll be on iPlayer. Okay. Anyway, okay. um, what was I to say? My, I think my see that's this whole thing where with the reincarnations and things. Mm. I think my spirit animals are higher than cow. Okay. And it's interesting because I used to think it was maybe the octopus, mm, mm. but I think the octopus had to do with my ego okay. that I had to put to rest. That's and you know how I've mentioned I've mentioned before the fact that acid is called the problem child. Mm-hmm. Basically, I had to put the problem. I had to learn how to take the problem child and put it to rest. Mm. Um. And that's probably why I'm not as connected right now to my, like, I've been trying to rap a bit. I mean, I've I've been doing okay, but, like, I've not been very connected to it because I've been trying to, like, let go of ego a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, obviously, my ego was the source of a lot of my delusions when I was uh, in my psychotic break. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like... I had a lot, a lot, a lot of ego deaths. <laughs> and I think it, I think it's important to, um, like, give due credit to the ego at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't I get think, rid of your ego. Um, I don't believe you can get rid of your ego, but yeah, like, like it, it, it does. It has, it's played a purpose, and it's protected mm-hmm. the the child that inside of you that's needed protected from whatever. The mm-hmm. suffering is, um, and then I think we're both at the the stages in our life where we're trying to transcend out of like, out of that period, and or at least anyway, myself. I can't speak for you, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm definitely trying to get that inner child of me mm-hmm. out more than the ego is out. Exactly, I had to reconnect to my inner child. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And like reconnect to the fact that I do love being a cuddly like baby boy, mm. 
and uh, I, I don't know. I'm 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 a cutie. I'm not like a. I've never been a an alpha male or whatever. Mm. Like I'm. Fuck yeah. that shit. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would go on to ask uh, if we could tell the story about all our different acid trips, but I think. We'd be better saving that for another podcast, to be honest. Yeah, I think that um, could like we could delve into that because there's as in, in, on its own time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a shit ton within that to to unfold and speak about. Yeah. The, well, like when I when I had my first ego death with the you you being God and stuff. Yeah, that was mm, funny. Awesome, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, <we've explored. laughs> yeah, that, that, that was fun, man. <laughs> Oh well, god, ketamine and acid. Oh god, man. <laughs> um, you're sounding a lot better than than you sounded last week on the phone. Yeah, um, I mean, last week I was kind of I just got out the the hospital. I right, wasn't. Right. I, I hadn't got my bearings yet. Mm-hmm. Even today, I was recording rap a bit, and it was doing a lot better than it had been doing before. Mm-hmm. I just have, have um I have to realign my chakras and shit. <laughs> Well, I'm glad, yeah. Matt. Like, honestly, I was really shitting myself. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was in hospital, yeah, I I think yeah. it was just the, the the fact that not that it was out of my control, because of course it was, mm. but the fact that I didn't know the result, like that's what scared yeah. me. Yeah, um, it was it was a weird one, and it's funny that I didn't reconnect straight away to you. Uh, uh, when I got my phone back in hospital mm. because uh, like the thing is I was reconnecting with everyone mm-hmm. and so I was like kind of like trying to, to talk to people but not like you know talk to everyone at the same time I was just trying to give people the information they needed and it's funny that I didn't just tell you yeah oh I'm, by the way I'm in hospital well, like, <laughs> I know that and like I knew that you were fine mm. I knew that you were alive and well mm. um but for me, my worry was that you were going to drop all this spiritual shit. Um, or my worry was then that you would still be speaking about this spiritual shit. Mm. And in the ward, they'd be like, yo, man, you need to cut that out. <laughs> no, that's kind of the, it's kind of what happened. And that's why I've been like, I mean, I had to tone it down to the point where like I was hearing voices and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was the the voices of my clo- of like my, my family or my friends. Mm-hmm. that's really funny because it wasn't like I mean it wasn't like the voices were telling me to do bad things or anything it was just like I heard them and I, I know for a fact they weren't there yeah. you know yeah. Um, and so from there on you know I had to figure out that you know I needed to come back down to earth mm. from the dark side of the moon <laughs> <laughs> How are you like traversing those lines just now? What is uh, what's helping you keep in check? I don't know uh, the meds, <laughs> <laughs> the meds, and uh, the fact that like I'm at home and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm letting my parents and my sister and take care of me, like mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law and whatever, like just like. The fact that I'm not living the student life anymore. Yeah. I mean, I am. I am kind of, but not really. You know, so that that is like, that's keeping me in check. 
Good. <laughs> mm. Are we done or? Yeah, I think we are. I was gonna say thank you. I was waiting in case you had anything more. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, th I think we we've gone over quite a, quite a few topics. Yeah, it's been good. No idea how long that was, but. Uh... Uh, we're sat just over an hour. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for coming on, Matt. Uh, no worries. Do you want to uh, plug your Instagrams? Oh, yeah, why not? Ones? Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, wha wacky backy tats. That's Go check it called. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I'm having to take a break from tattooing right now because I don't have anywhere to tattoo here, mm. which is a bit of a shame because I was getting ready for all these tattoos, but whatever. Uh, but uh, if people are interested in tattoos, do do go follow and uh, you'll see the quality is there, <laughs> especially with the the, the shots from uh, my, my professional team of uh, photographers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wacky backy tats. And if you're interested, in my music uh, it's a uh, da fucking octopus man f-o-k-e-n <laughs> <Nice. laughs> -E da fucking octopus with the, I'll, the I'll two s's uh, and octum i'll put them up on the instagram as well uh, yeah so people can get them there and if um, you're just interested in me it's da octopus i mean yeah i'm not, I'm not that interesting I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well matt thank you very much for joining I, you're interested no enough that we can sit for a full hour and chat about this shit I know right more to say. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah let's do an, let's do another episode sometime about, about acid in particular yeah. because uh, that's an interesting one where, where I'm not touching acid for a long time ever like uh, indefinitely but at the same time it, it has forged my, my, my thoughts and my mental space and whatever so we could we could go into that some other time. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and, and, cool. and the next time I want to go into uh, religion and faith and all that, because I feel like I've done like a lot of exploration in that, and I haven't spoke to you about it properly. Yeah, I'd be so. really interested in to know your take because I'm I'm not like educating myself much on that at the moment. Mm. So uh, I'd be interesting on seeing seeing what you, what you have to say about that and what, what I can take away from that. Nice. Well, Matt, thank you very much for joining. Thank uh, you no. very much for everyone listening. No problem. <laughs> uh, thanks, to, thanks to whoever listens to this. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're safe, man. I'm yeah. glad you're healthy and well. Thank you, thank you. Right. I am take, too. Take good, I was about to say, good take care. <laughs> good take care, good man. Good take care. Thank you very much for joining me in the, in this podcast today and, and if you've gotten this far, thank you very, very much. Go ahead and check out Matt's Instagrams that he just said there. You'll be able to find them all over on the Nocturnal Instagram, which is the.nocturnal.podcast and you'll find it on, on most of my socials. Uh, I think next episode I'm going to be doing a solo episode just to speak to you so, so we can get to know each other and, and you can get to understand what my actual ideals are and understand my mind before we go exploring other people's minds. Uh, but I've got a fantastic list of people uh, lined up for the podcast uh, that have really interesting stories and, and ideologies and points of view on, on life and reality. Uh, and so it really is worth sticking around and, and hopefully I'll get better and, and more confident with this craft um, and, uh, and we'll have a full-fledged podcast uh, at the end so yeah go check out the the the, the i'm on with the, the thing go check out the this look at me going go check out the socials um 
and yeah, I don't know. I've 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 gone on too long. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.